stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Of course, in the last federal election, the liberals uh, ran on a promise to bring in new gun control measures. So what they've been talking about since then is not is not new. Uh, certainly the liberals, and, and I'll give them this, they haven't used the recent mass shootings in Nova Scotia uh, as an excuse for bringing in new gun control measures. Although I suppose in the aftermath of something like that, uh, in the minds of some, it seems logical that the issue of gun control would have a greater urgency. Now, I think we got to point out, though, that there's a lot we don't know about what happened in the Nova Scotia mass shootings. Uh, certainly, it appears as though this gunman was not legally authorized to own firearms in Canada. And so I think we should be very careful about pointing to any perceived gaps or flaws in our gun control legislation. Um, but as I say, the Liberals have been talking about making some changes even before this happened. But we're about to get some details. It sounds as though maybe a formal announcement is coming tomorrow with regard to what banning assault weapons is going to look like. There were basically two key components to what the Liberals are talking about doing. Banning so-called assault weapons and allowing cities, if they want, to ban handguns, which is a really strange approach. Uh, both the Globe and Mail and the CBC reporting today, um, getting from government sources, it would appear, uh, that the Liberals have made decisions. A lot of this has been approved in Cabinet. And we've got an idea of some of the guns that are going to fall under this assault weapons ban, even though the federal government doesn't currently have a working definition of what an assault weapon is. Now, maybe to most Canadians or Canadians in, in a lot of urban centers, centers it's, it's not really going to matter. The idea of banning assault weapons is probably politically popular, even if it's at some level illogical. So what do we make of all of this? Joining us for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome the program here this afternoon, our friend Matt Gurney, columnist and editor with The National Post, nationalpost.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Hey, good to be here. As I joked with you last time, I have literally nowhere else to be. Yeah, well, same here. So there you go. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, look, I mean, first of all, I guess none of, you know, we, we knew that all of this was coming, right? We probably shouldn't be surprised by any of what we're hearing. No, 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 no. And absolutely, you're absolutely right. And if it had not been for the pandemic, we might have seen it already. Uh, this mm -hmm. was something the Liberals, as you noted in your, your preamble there, the Liberals absolutely campaigned on this, and it was coming. We all knew that. Um, the pandemic seems to have, well, I mean, it, it sidetracked the entire legislative agenda. This is not something I'm yeah. saying just in, in, in reference to gun control. It's just the reality. Uh, governments all over the country at any level are scrambling to deal with the day-to-day -day problems. What I think it is fair to say uh, is that in the aftermath of the incident in Nova Scotia, I, I think the government feels like they need to be seen doing something, so this is what they've come up with. It was a plan that was probably largely in progress. I don't know uh, how far in progress, but, yeah, they seem to have come up with a list, and I've read that Globe and Mail and CBC article that you're referring to. So this is their answer to it. Will it be the last steps they take? I don't know. What else may be coming? Who knows? You know, as you said, we're probably not going to even know the details of this until tomorrow, uh, at which point I'll probably write something about it. But in the meantime, uh, kind of like you, I'm just waiting to see what the actual announcement is. Mm -hmm. Now, let's let's talk about 
you know, I don't know, the technical aspect of all of this, let's put it that way. I think we all know what handguns are. There's a clear definition of what constitutes a handgun. But the, the question, I think a lot of people think they know the answer to this question, but they probably don't. What What is an assault weapon? There, there really isn't a commonly accepted definition. And I know a lot, a lot of people have their version of it, and they get very very annoyed when uh, guys like me or you say there's no a full-time definition. But there isn't like an international gun definition consortia that just exists to come up with standardized terms. And there actually are standardized terms for a lot of things out there, particularly uh, trade goods and things like that. But there is no internationally recognized definition of what an assault rifle is. So it can mean anything that governments decide to make it mean. And the, the United States over the years has had a couple of legislative runs at uh, assault weapons. And when they did that, they real, realized this problem. So they included in the legislation definitions. You know, they spelled out, we're going after assault uh, rifles, which for our purposes here will be defined as, you know, A, B, C, and D. But we've never done that in Canada. There is not a working definition of assault weapon. So you hear definitions floating around, like people kind of come up with, where they say, oh, it's like a, a military-style weapon. Well, to be honest, Rob, looking at the guns on this list, as the Globe and the CBC claim it is, you'd look real cute going into an infantry battle with some of these weapons. They wouldn't yeah. be powerful enough, and they wouldn't be long-range enough. They wouldn't be fast enough, and they wouldn't have enough ammunition capacity. So the, the idea that there's um, some set understanding of a military-style weapon, it doesn't actually exist. I guess what we could probably say is that at the most expansionist uh, definition possible, expansive definition possible, a lot of people out there seem to think that an assault rifle is anything that is not a hunting rifle. I don't think that's a good definition, but when people use the term, since there is no definition, honestly, man, they load whatever meaning into it they want, and because there's not sort of a uh, an, ar an arbiter or some central authority here, you can get away with it. If you're a politician or if you're an activist or if you're just a blowhard on Twitter, guess what? It's whatever you want it to be. Right. Let's be clear about a couple of things. And I, I think, you know, there, there is a misunderstanding of, of what, we, what it is we're talking about here. First of all, the point about automatic weapons. I think people get it in their head that we're talking about machine guns or something along those lines. And anything that is fully automatic, Matt, is already, for all intents and purposes, banned in Canada, correct? Yeah, and it has been for decades. Um, you know, and I, the term automatic and semi-automatic, I swear to God, I think there's a lot of people out there who think these terms are the same thing or think that semi-automatic is, is worse because it's a longer word and they don't really understand it. I've said this many, many times before. The gun control debate in Canada that it sounds like what would happen if you grabbed 50 completely random people and told them to have a debate about the best way to restore an old airplane engine. Yeah. Like everything yeah. in these things comes down to moving parts, springs, lubricants, how they're designed, the mechanical function of them. That's all guns are. They're machines. And we have people who are non-technical experts but who have political views on this, which they're welcome to deciding that their political views 
make them technical experts here. So you have terms flying around in the debate that the people using them honestly don't understand. In my experience, when I actually, a couple of times I've been cute about this, where I've been in uh, debates with people who have strong views on gun control, and I'll lay out to them, all right, how about we come up with a gun control system that looks like this, and we have a little of that, and then we do this. And they go, perfect, sounds good. I could live with that. I go, well, congratulations. That's what we've already have. Canadians do not understand the gun control laws in this country as they exist. And how the hell are we supposed to have an informed public debate about an issue where even many of the most passionate advocates really don't know what they're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I think if you ask people, um, you know, hunting rifles, that sounds very innocuous and, and benign. And why should we be afraid of hunting rifles? Assault weapons, that sounds scary. That sounds like something that criminals would use. That's something that needs to be banned. But uh, obviously, there are a lot of what would be considered hunting rifles that are semi-automatic, functionally semi-automatic. And, and so what meaningful difference would exist between a semi-automatic rifle that would be considered a hunting rifle and a semi-automatic rifle that might be not considered a hunting rifle? I don't know. And I'm a guy, Rob, as you all know, probably among Canadian journalists, I don't know anyone who's written as much of it uh, about this as I as I have. And yeah. when, I, when I look at this uh, list as reported by uh, two of the news agencies in this country, I can tell you what they all have in common. What they all have in common is that they've been linked to high-profile crimes. Right. If I could, if you asked me what caused many 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 other kinds of guns to not be included in the list, I got no idea. I honestly don't, and there is no technical explanation for this. And there's a great line in the Globe and Mail article, and I'm not making fun of my colleagues at the Globe. Like this was this was me getting the giggles. It doesn't mean they weren't doing a good job, but they noted in their article that the uh, the determination, according to federal officials, would be made according to scientific and political criteria. And I just started to laugh when I saw that, probably because I've been locked in my house for 55 days and I get the giggles about anything these days. But also just the idea of scientific criteria, like is Bill Blair and Justin Trudeau in a science lab somewhere with like white coats on and little beakers where they're pouring fluid from one beaker to another and going, oh, okay, we're going to ban this gun. No, it's the bottom half of that sentence. This is 100% a political move. It's not going to actually address any of the existing problems in our gun control system. It won't meaningfully improve public safety, but it's going to make a great talking point on the next Liberal Party campaign tour. That's what it is. Um, the, the Las Vegas massacre and, and the AR-15 has, has been used in, in, in a number of other um, mass shootings in the U.S., but that one in particular, the, the gunman there had numerous AR-15s, but he had um, devices that, that sped up the rate of fire. He had um, these, these massive, you know, extra-large capacity magazines that, that hold dozens and dozens of bullets. Now, that, that makes the gun, I suppose, more dangerous in a way then, but all, all of that's illegal already in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I wrote a long essay uh, about a year ago for a magazine where I actually talked about this exact issue. You're bang on. You're 100% right. Canadians are exposed as a matter of routine to American news. That's fine. I feel like I'm literate in the news of two countries. Normally I enjoy that, right? But I think there are a lot of Canadians out there, and I've already made this point, we don't know what our gun control laws are, and we assume that the problems the Americans have are reflected here. 
I am probably as pro-gun, I'll put that in air quotes, as you'll find any Canadian journalist. Even I think the Americans are completely insane. Their gun control vacuum is one of the weirdest things about that country to me, and I spend a lot of time in it, or I used to in the before era. But the, the Americans are nuts when it comes to this. We have a much, much more sensible a regulation system in Canada. It's not great. It could, it could be a lot better, but it's way, way ahead of what the Americans have. But we don't know that. So we hear about AR-15s being used in uh, mass shootings in schools and movie theaters and concert venues in the United States. And we assume it's the same problem here. There's almost 100,000 AR-15 rifles in this country, and there is not one known incident of them being used in a homicide. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's significant, right? I think we need to remind people of that. What, what is the problem we're trying to solve here? Now, you can argue yeah. maybe governments need to be preemptive in some ways, but um, there, there's not a lot of compelling evidence that, that this is a problem. If, if anything, I suppose, you could make the argument that it should be the opposite. The liberals should be banning handguns and giving cities the option, if they want, to ban so-called assault weapons. I don't think handguns should be banned, but I think you, you would have more of an argument to, to say that they're a problem in Canada than, than AR-15s are. I was having a little uh, conversation with some colleagues on, on Twitter this morning and, and uh, some just correspondence as well. And I made the point that the Liberal Party, uh, federally in particular in this country, has a, has a kind of uniquely bizarre inability to admit that sometimes it does political things for political reasons. The NDP doesn't have a hard time doing that. The NDP knows who their base is, and they try to get votes. The Conservatives, ditto. They know who their base is, the base is and they try to get votes. The Liberals never want to admit to anything so crass as that. So everything gets wrapped up in you know terms like evidence-based policy or Canadian values. What the Liberals are proposing makes perfect political sense. I don't support it, but I understand why they think it's a good idea for them. It's going to play well in their big cities, mm-hmm. in the parts of the country where they have uh, are going to have the most opposition to this. It's kind of where they're in a dead zone anyway, so they're not going to pay a huge political price, and it's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars to execute this program, but right now we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars, so what's a few hundred million among friends? Like, this is a perfect opportunity for them to do it politically, and if they just were honest about it, look, we think this is what we should do, our supporters agree with us, we've polled Canadians, they agree, we're going ahead with it, deal with it. I would, I would still disagree, but I would actually have a lot more respect for the position. That's not what they're doing. They're trying to pretend that this is going to make Canadians safer, and it's not. The evidence is not only not there for it, in some cases the evidence tells us the opposite. And you've already mentioned this Nova Scotia guy had a criminal, a criminal history of assault that should have disqualified him from owning firearms. He did not have a gun license. So nothing being proposed now would have affected him because he was not part of the gun control system. Nothing really being proposed today would likely have had much impact on any of the mass shootings because the liberals aren't going after all the guns, they're just going after some. All this is going to do is shift the purchases from gun A to gun B. It's not about actually making a difference. It's about scoring political points. And for whatever reason, our federal liberals have a hard time ever admitting that about their political moves. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of, but for some reason, they are. Yeah. 
That's a great point. Well, I guess we'll uh, await uh, further details. Sounds like maybe tomorrow we'll have those much more at nationalpost.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here. Appreciate this. Anytime. Take care. Matt Gurney, columnist and editor with the National Post, nationalpost.com. And Matt does, does a great job on these issues. And, and certainly, you know, among folks in the Canadian media, uh, I'd say probably knows a lot more than most when it comes to issues around guns and, and gun control. And I mean, look, in fairness, some of these, these are complex issues. But I do think that there's, there's um, a wider assumption that exists in society that we think we know uh, about these issues. And in a lot of cases, we don't. We don't fully understand, I think, some of the technical aspects when it comes to some of these guns. And we probably don't fully understand how things work in Canada when it comes to gun control. Because a lot of Canadians don't own guns. They don't have to go through all these hoops and fill out all these forms and get their license and do all of these things. But here's the thing. It's the, it's the smart politics of it. And Matt's right. Look, and I, I've written about this issue, not as much as Matt has. But I know the reaction. Uh, from a lot of people, if you're perceived to be defending the idea that someone could legally own an AR-15, you seem like a maniac. Like, what? You think people should be allowed to own this this weapon of, of destruction? Like, what, are you crazy? And that's what the liberals are trying to do here. Uh, this is going to play well with their base. It's going to play well in urban areas. And it's going to back the conservatives into a corner. The moment a conservative MP stands up and says, hang on a second here, why are we banning AR-15s? They walked into that trap, right? Look at this conservative. He thinks people should be allowed to own AR-15s. What a crazy gun nut. And that's how they're going to play it. But, let's, but I think we all should take a step back. What is it about that gun that makes it more dangerous than others? Why are we banning that? I think we need to have an answer. The government needs to have an answer. What is it about the AR-15? that makes it more dangerous than other semi-automatic rifles because the government is not banning all semi-automatic rifles. There's some gun control groups that think that should be the case. At least that's consistent. This, this is completely illogical. Anyway, 974-8255 is our number here, 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.